Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you have been enjoying our show, we ask that you subscribe to our channel, like, review us, whatever you got to do. I'm not even sure what you got to do, but just do it, please. Okay, Lindsay and I, it means the world to us. We really put a lot of effort into our shows and we really hope that they bless you and help you and your business. So today we are talking about how to become a guest on podcast episodes, which is very fitting. Yes, very fitting. And something that was a process that we both kind of had to learn. And there's definitely a strategy to it. And so we thought it would be helpful to talk about. And when I was writing notes for this episode, I was thinking, you know, it's kind of funny that I haven't gone through this process at all in the last year because we've had our own podcast. So I haven't spent any time pursuing being on other people's. Um, so it's kind of funny how it's it works Before like we were that. hosts, that's what we used to do is because they are awesome, you guys. If you're not trying to be a guest on relevant podcasts in your industry, I really encourage you to do it. It is how I have expanded like my audience bases, how I've just been able to make better connections. I ended up joining a mastermind because of one of the podcasts that I had been on. The host had a mastermind group. So I am a huge advocate of using podcasts strategically and becoming guests, but there is a right way to do it because trust me, Lindsay and I, we get, you know, people reaching out to us and some of them, I feel like do it in a great way and others not so much. So we want to put you in the first category. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit gross the way people reach out to you. Um, (laughs) So, okay. Let's talk about some of the reasons why it is a good investment of your time to pursue being on podcasts. So first of all, like Ashlyn said, it helps build credibility. So when people see you on a podcast, it helps in their mind. It establishes you as an authority and an expert in your field. So it gives you that credibility. And when future customers are going to be investing in you and your business, it helps increase that no like trust, specifically that trust aspect, because you've been held up as an expert and you stand out amongst the crowd because you've got that sense of credibility. Um, this Another reason why pursuing podcasts is worth your time is that it allows you to build relationships and being an entrepreneur or solopreneur can be really lonely. And every time I know I've been on a podcast, I end up creating a new friendship, a new connection, and that can be really encouraging. And some of the friendships and relationships that I've built from being on someone's podcast um, have later come back to bless me in so many ways, whether that person has then come into my program to be an, like a guest expert, um, become a beauty pa- counter customer of mine, uh, sent referrals my way for clients or later become a client of mine. So it's just a really great way to build relationships. And so much of what we do as business owners is relationship based. So it's and a I, great way to grow them. And I kind of want to add on that too, as you were talking, I was just thinking like, not only does it build relationships, but it kind of helps you get out of your business for a moment because you need to prepare for that podcast and you really get to refocus on, okay, who am I serving? Who do I need to reach here? And it just is like a nice little reflection and evaluation time. I feel like every time I'm a guest on a podcast, I'm like, what do I got to do? Let me figure this out. Who am I reaching? Who do I want to connect with? 100%. Yeah, it's a great exercise to go through to refine your message and your ideal client and the way that you're communicating with them. And I know I've been asked to be on podcasts sometimes with like a specific niche of my area of expertise, which I think helps me become a better practitioner. Because when you're 
you may understand a concept, but then when you are teaching it to someone else, it's like a whole nother layer of, um, you know, of, of truly knowing something. So I think it's helpful with that too. Um, it also widens your network, right? I mean, it allows you to speak to a brand new audience, get access to people you wouldn't normally have access to. And those people could turn into customers of yours or even just really loyal fans. Some of my biggest cheerleaders who, you know, when I have like free challenges and uh, freebies that I offer and new resources I produce, the people who are reposting those, talking about them, joining them, like they're, they have never been a client of mine, but they're huge cheerleaders and they bring their friends to my business, which has been really fun. And we need all these different people. And I think that's really important to remember, even if you don't get a direct sale out of it, you need those people who are encouraging you on, who are sharing your things, who are downloading your freebies, who get on your newsletter list. All of that is what's going to make your business successful. So don't only look at the dollar amount or say, you know, I've been on five podcasts, but I haven't sold any of my highest selling programs. It's okay. What other metrics can you look at and analyze and see what has grown? Yeah. And it takes, often it takes time for us to see the return on that investment. So you can't always measure it right away. Um, but, and it's also great practice for honing your speaking skills. I mean, practice truly does make perfect. And I will have, you know, graduates of ITN reach out to me and um, other coaches and say like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous to lead a group coaching call, or I can't imagine going live on Facebook or live on Instagram. And one of the reasons why those things are no longer scary to me is because I've just done them out of repetition. I've been scared out of my wits and just done it anyways. So, I mean, I remember the very first podcast I was on, I literally, it was the only thing I thought about for three whole weeks leading up to it. Like I wrote out my entire script word for word. Um, but there's just no way to get more comfortable and better at speaking unless you just do it. So you just got to jump in. Amen. If you guys go back and look at any of my other, you know, beginning stuff, even the beginning of this podcast, if you guys think I'm awkward now, seriously, go listen to my old stuff. It was way worse. I'm getting better. <laughs> we are getting better. And that's, I mean, so before we hit record on this, we were talking about some other podcasts that we listened to. And the other day I was looking for a specific podcast episode and it was in like the thousands of this person. And I was like, wow. Okay. So I know that this person is such a good podcast host and they've literally recorded over 2000 episodes. So wow. yeah, it makes sense that they're going to be really good. That's so. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about how to become a guest on a podcast. So I'm going to point you guys right away to a free resource that I use years ago. This was over four years ago, but I did check and she still has it as a freebie on her website. I'm sure it has been updated since then. But um, one of the publicity coaches I worked with a few years ago, her name is Lisa Simone Richards, and she has a free resource called Free Podcast Pitch Template. And it's phenomenal. Like we could just end the episode here. We won't. We'll <laughs> talk about some of the things that we both learned in pursuing podcasts. But um, without, you know, giving away everything that she provides in that resource, I think that I can break down some of the pieces of the process. So first, it's important to identify the podcasts that your ICA listens to. And these podcasts might not necessarily be in your field of expertise, but that doesn't mean that you can't make a positive contribution. So for example, one of my favorite podcasts to be on that I've been a guest on several times is called Redefining Balance Podcast for Working Christian Moms. So it's not a health podcast by any means, but 
working Christian moms are my ideal customers and the people I love to serve. So I have a lot to contribute to that community. Um, if you find some podcasts you like, the Apple Podcast app, and I know there are lots of different places you can listen to podcasts, but I know that one specifically has a feature where it shows you podcasts that are similar to that one. And that's been really helpful for me. Like if I know, okay, this podcast is speaking exactly to my ideal customer, they are tuning in every week, or I've polled my ideal customer and I've asked them like, what are the magazines you read? What are the podcasts you listen to? So I kind of get an idea of where they're spending their time. Then I can look those podcasts up and then find ones that are similar. Um, and I usually start with about five podcasts and that's kind of how I chunk it down is I find five that I think I want to be a guest on and then I start from there. And um, once I identify those five, I download and listen to usually three, at least two, but usually three episodes of each of those five podcasts. So, and this is super important. I feel like this one is probably one of the most important tips. If you are trying to be a guest on a podcast and you've never listened to the person's podcast, you're doing them a disservice and you, because you might not, you might listen, you might be like, oh my gosh, this is not a good fit for me or vice versa. Agreed. hundred percent. It is really important to listen. Um, and the way kind of my brain works is I will, you know, maybe pick an episode that just sounds really interesting. And then I definitely want to listen to recent episodes because then later as I'm reaching out to that person, I want to reference a recent episode. So they get that like, Hey, I'm, I care about being on your podcast enough to invest the time in listening. And then I also will, um, look and see like, okay, so are, is there another guest that maybe is similar to me so that I can hear, okay, so if they've interviewed someone else in the health space, I don't want to pitch an idea that's identical to an episode that's already been done. That's not helpful to the person I'm pitching to. So I'll listen to some of maybe the health-related guests that they've had so I can offer up a topic that would be brand new to their audience. Um, and then I like create a notes, like take a note on my phone and I will take little notes as I'm listening to the episode. So like little takeaways that I have or something that I could mention to them, like, oh, I loved it when you said this or, you know, this guest you had on about that, like da da da, you know, whatever it is, just making sure that I'm taking notes as I go along. Um, and then something else that Ashlyn and I think is important because we've had people pitch us to be on the podcast and they are not following us on social media and they're not engaging on any of our posts. And when people are, when they have like they've followed our Instagram page, when they've commented, when they've um, clearly like they have that invested interest in being on our show, that means so much more and we're so much more likely to want to ask them to be a guest. So it, it does mean a lot when you do those things preemptively before you make your ask. And I think this is important just in business in general, whenever you're reaching out to someone who is either further along in your field than you or, you know, they have a show or a podcast or a program that you want to contribute to and be a part of, you've got to like feed into that relationship before you make an ask. So in the podcast space, if you follow their social media, you like their post, you repost, you comment, you go to their podcast and you leave a positive review, all of those things go a really long way. And I know that for me, it's been helpful if I'm on that person's radar before I make a formal pitch, it definitely increases the odds that they'll say yes because they see my name and they're like, oh yeah, this person's been great. They've actually been helping me out by promoting the podcast and in an authentic way. And there have been several times where 
you know, just because I end up being in conversation with someone who has a podcast, they, and I'm complimenting them on the work that they do, like, hey, I loved that episode. It was so great when you said, you know, whatever, that then they come back and say, yeah, oh my gosh, well, it looks like this is your area of expertise. We'd, I'd love to have you as a guest. So sometimes you don't even have to make the formal pitch because you've actually created that authentic relationship. Right. Yeah, you've made an investment. It needs to be mutually beneficial. And I I kind of blame like our culture right now and our society of so many people kind of not checking their ego at the door and realizing like there's so many different guests. And yes, there's so many different podcasts too, but you really need to make it mutually beneficial. You need, you know, they have something that you want. You want to reach their audience. So you need to make an effort, I believe. And I've always tried to do that with all of the podcasts that I've been on and afterwards. Like it doesn't stop once you actually land that um, podcast guest episode spot. Afterwards, help out that podcast host and share, you know, the episode you were on, talk about it. And I feel like all of our guests have been really great about that. And I'm so appreciative of it because it's still going to help you. The more people that listen to the episode you're on, the more that your episode is going to be pushed in the algorithm and more people are going to see it and there's going to get more ears on it and more ears in it. How how would that work? How would that phrase work? It's okay sidetracked but make sure I feel like that's also super important is just investing that time and it does take time so if you feel like you're way overloaded and you just can't build another relationship then maybe prospecting to be on a guest right now isn't the right time yeah Um, so when you go to make that formal pitch um, I always try to track down the person's email address I personally don't do formal pitches like over social media Um, and then I always begin that email to them. You know, I make it personal. Of course, I let them know I've listened to episodes. I genuinely compliment them. Like I liked in your latest episode with so-and-so how you said this. Um, and then I also, you know, I'm very forthright about, I would love to be a guest on your podcast. And these are the things that I could talk about. These are the ways I could contribute to your audience. And then I give three topic ideas that have not yet been covered. And I just briefly explain why that topic would be beneficial for their listeners. Please do this. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off, but please do this because I get like, normally I feel like, oh, you're not on our podcast um instagram as often i don't think but anyway i see these a lot of times where we do get people pitching themselves to us but they don't have a topic idea and the last thing i want to do is go through all the things you do and figure out what you could talk about on my show that just takes up so much time it makes it so much easier and i'm so much more likely to be like heck yeah come on if you tell me i can talk about one of these three things and i'm like oh those work one of those work great with our audience. Let's have that person on. So please, please, please do this. It makes my life so much easier. Uh, great. I remember we had someone pitch us that was like an eye doctor. And I was, <laughs> I'm sure he's a great guy, but I just didn't, I didn't understand what he would want to talk about on our podcast. And I just didn't really have the time to figure that out. So it is so much easier when you like have those topic ideas. And then it's helpful for you because if you come up with, okay, these are the three things I'm going to talk about, or maybe this is the one thing I want to talk about, but I could spin it three different ways. You're coming up with like a keynote speech essentially that you can then reuse. You can use that same speech on 10 different podcasts or, you know, you've got your three ideas. You can pitch those same three ideas. Um, Repurpose it, baby. 
Got to repurpose. Yes. Um, Yeah. One of the podcasts um, that I was pitching, it was a working moms podcast. And so the way I did this is I was thinking, okay, so who's listening to this working moms? What's something they complain about? Energy, right? So I could talk about how to use nutrition to increase energy, or I could talk about um, what types of foods could you eat? Could you focus on so that for natural energy boost? So if you kind of think through what's a problem that their listeners have and how can I help them, that'll help you come up with your topic ideas. Um, And then something else I didn't have in the notes that I was um, thinking later is Ashlyn mentioned like after the podcast, right? Like make sure that you're sharing it with your audience and all of that. But I have, um, again, a note app, a note on the app of my phone um, that has all the podcasts that I've been on and just like a brief description of the topic of them. So then I can reshare them at other points throughout the year. And that's another way that, again, just reestablishes your credibility. So I've been on a couple podcasts talking about like back to school And every year in September or August, I will maybe put in my newsletter list like, hey, if you're, you know, looking for ideas for, you know, for kids for back to school lunches, I did a podcast on this and I put that link there or I'll repost it on Facebook. So again, I guess in the spirit of repurposing, it doesn't have to be just a a thing that you promote one time. Make sure that you put like on your Instagram, if you have a link tree, make sure you have a link to all the podcast episodes you've been on. Make sure that's on your website and then make sure that you're continuing to reshare those things because they're evergreen and people can always go back and listen to podcast episodes. Such a good tip because I love sharing it throughout the year or whenever it's a relevant time because it's also the person that you were a guest on their podcast. They're going to see that and maybe they'll invite you back on. And those are really good if you can get second time interviews on podcasts because now you're really building a relationship with their audience. They're like, okay, this person who I trust, who I listen to all the time is having this person on for a second or third or fourth time. I really need to check her out or I need to check him out and make sure that I you know, follow them because they're in a trusted authority. So I love that. I love resharing it. And it also, it's like remind people that, hey, I, I got this. I'm an authority in this industry. Good, good tip, Lindsay. I loved it. Yes. And then um, one thing I also wanted to mention is that there are people, if you're looking to delegate and you're looking to outsource, there are people who will do some of this work for you. And I have friends that have used this successfully. I've heard very mixed reviews. So I don't want to just go out and say like, you should outsource this and you can pay someone, you know, 10 bucks an hour to do all the research and legwork for you. And then you just maybe email the pitch. Um, So I, I guess I don't have like I think there's something really special that comes from you having done the work yourself and reaching out personally, but I also understand the power of delegating and outsourcing, and there could be some of this work that's done by like a virtual assistant or someone else. Yeah, I think delegating may be part of it of like somebody finding the podcast for you would be super helpful, having your VA do that. I have had a couple people pitch us from agencies that... They were fine, but again, they sent me like a speaker sheet, which was good, but I had to read through everything and try to figure out it wasn't as personalized where they knew that they were coming on to an entrepreneur's podcast and that they needed to talk about maybe X, Y, or Z. So if you hire somebody that's actually pitching for you, just make sure that they're super clear on what you do, who you serve, what kind of podcast you want to be on, and what topics you will talk on because it makes the email, like the person receiving the email, 
more likely to bring you on because I haven't used anybody who's reached out to us via an agency. Via an agency. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very good insight. So, okay, awesome. Well, we hope that this is helpful for you. And then the action step for you to take from here, from listening to this episode is, is to, to message us. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> first of all, go do it. Oh, I should add this too. Okay. Do not look at a podcast and judge your ability to be a guest on it or not. Do not do that to yourself. Um, because as someone, as people, as women who have podcasts, we will say that the audience size, the business size of a person who pitches us is not the determining factor at all. Not at all. So do not do that disservice to yourself by what's the word I'm looking for? Like discrediting yourself before you even make the pitch. Don't say, oh my gosh, this person is too popular for me and I couldn't be on their podcast. Um, I had one podcast that I was on several years ago where my podcast came out. It aired. The episode that aired after mine was Rachel Cruz. Do you know her? No. She's Dave Ramsey's daughter. Oh. <laughs> and I was, and I had told, I told my husband, I was like, if I had known that I was going to be on a podcast that Rachel Cruz was going to be on, like I would have never pitched it. I would have not. I would have thought like, there's no way I'm at that level. So good little lesson there that don't like, don't discredit yourself. It's okay to have some big asks, like some big reaches and ones that feel a little bit scarier. Absolutely. And then if you are on a podcast and you were inspired by this episode and it gave you the courage to do it, let us know because we will totally share your episode and promote that. I love, love supporting you. So make sure if you use any of our tips and you get on a podcast, share it with us and we will share it in our stories too. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Cubison. 